Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is March 30th, 2023. It is Thursday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Oh my gosh, I should have mentioned. I can't believe I'm just mentioning this now. Um, we had a little Spotify glitch, so I'm pretty sure just unsubscribed literally everybody who is um subscribed to the podcast from Spotify. So if you're listening to this, you figured it out. If you're not listening to this, I think I've lost you for <laughs> Honestly, it kind of makes me sad because I've been doing this podcast for years and I felt like I built up a great little audience and it makes me sad that like I'm probably losing a lot of listeners, which is like fine. Like <sighs> this podcast has never been about listeners and it's not like we rely on um, ads that care about listener count, you know, so it's like it's not a huge deal, but Oh, it just kind of makes me sad. I feel like a bunch of work I've been putting in for a really long time has just kind of been taken away, but that's okay. Um, today's episode is brought to you by The Magic of Trees. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, shining a light on someone else doesn't diminish mine. Take time here to encourage people and lift them up by Bernice King. So we've been drinking... Which is covered for um, a few weeks now because we're like really taking our time with the ingredients. So we've talked about peppermint and chamomile, and now we're on vanilla. So I wanted to share six unusual uses for vanilla extract other than witchcraft. Hmm. Um, this comes to us from readersdigest.com. So one, you can use it to freshen up your fridge. Having trouble getting rid of that bad odor in your refrigerator even after scrubbing it out? Wipe down the inside of the fridge with vanilla extract. To prolong the fresh vanilla scent, soak a cotton ball or a piece of sponge with vanilla extract and leave it in the refrigerator. You can use it to deodorize your microwave. Um, basically, like if you microwave fish, which I'm going to be honest, I don't understand that. Maybe I just don't have the smell receptors that smell fish like that, but I've never went, ooh, someone microwave fish, you know? Anyways, but let's just say you are one of those people. Pour a little vanilla extract in a bowl and microwave on high for one minute. Neutralize the smell of fresh paint. If you would rather not have the unpleasant smell of fresh paint in your house, mix one tablespoon of vanilla extract into the paint can when you open it, and the house will smell delicious. Sweeten the smell of your home. It's an old realtor trick, but put a drop or two of vanilla extract on a light bulb and turn on the lights, and your house will be filled with the appealing scent of baked cooked goods in the oven. Repel bugs. Everybody likes the smell of vanilla except for bugs. Dilute one tablespoon of vanilla extract with one cup of water and wipe the mixture on your exposed skin to discourage mosquitoes, black flies, or ticks. And finally, you can uh, use it to relieve minor burns. You accidentally grabbed a hot pot or got splattered with grease. Grab, you know, like 
make sure regular medical stuff is okay, handled, you know, but grab the vanilla extract for a quick pain relief. The evaporated uh, alcohol in the vanilla cools the burn. Very cool. All right, witches, moving into some headlines. Let's see what we've got. Okay, this comes to us from yahoonews.com. Gay Twitter's obsession with Bella Ramsey's witchy queer short requiem. So if you're still reeling from last night's devastating The Last of Us finale, it turns out this um, Bella Ramsey isn't done crushing queer hearts. This weekend, a new horror short starring the actor Requiem dropped on the YouTube channel Alter, A-L-T-E-R, and sapphic Twitter will never be the same. <laughs> um, let's see. In short, Ramsey stars as Evelyn, a minister's daughter in the 1600s England during the era of witch trials led by conservative zealots. The film follows Evelyn as she tries to hide her relationship with her lover, Mary, from her religious father. As director M. Gilbertson explained to Pink News, they made the film because a story of queer oppression and witch hunts is sadly very timely. It's really important for all queer people that we don't forget our history. We have to take lessons from the past to tackle systematic prejudice still around us and fight for our future. Between the poignancy of the timing and Ramsey's incredible uh, performance, fans, fans have been taking to Twitter to praise the short while also expressing their heartache over the powerful and heartbreaking content. Cute. And of course, this is on Yahoo News, so all the, co all the comments are hateful. Because <laughs> who still reads Yahoo but people who still use AOL? I don't know. All right, which is actually what I'm going to do. I'm going to find that short on YouTube and I'm going to link to it in the link tree. So go to witchpod.com, uh, scroll down, and I will add a link. So you can go directly to that short film without having to go through hateful, hateful Yahoo. Okay. All right, witches, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent, and after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Thursday, March 30th. The waxing gibbous moon goes emo in Cancer today. Here, the moon squares Mercury, trines Neptune, and opposes Pluto. This will be a fairly intense day, as we can't seem to get anything through to anyone. We're trying to deal with our escapist tendencies and the fact that we're reckoning with some uncomfortable information. On top of it all, communication wires are getting crossed. This day will be a lot easier if you slow all the way down. Take your time moving through the day, only dealing with the things that are in front of you. Make it a point to communicate clearly and concisely, knowing that it's likely that you'll need to repeat yourself. If you move into this day setting these expectations, things will probably move much more smoothly. Your daily moon mantra is, Nature does not hurry, yet everything is accomplished. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. 
The Magic of Trees is not just a book on tree magic. It is about drawing on the strength of forests and tree energy to better connect with ourselves, other people, and the world around us. Each chapter reinforces meditations, spells, and rituals that will reconnect humanity with its roots at every stage of life. These practices take a hands-on approach to life and spiritual work. They lead to individual self-awareness and fulfillment through healthy natural practices. Plus, this text has the added benefit of fine-tuning spiritual tree connections, which never stop growing. Find the magic of trees wherever books are sold. All right, we are back, and we have been discussing this week. We're doing a series on magical animals. Not quite cryptids, not quite animals, something in between. I cannot define it, but like porn, I know it when I see it, and that's how I feel. I don't know. I don't have the exact definition of what I mean when I say magical animals, but not cryptids, but not animals. Um, I just know it in my heart, okay? So something we're talking about today, I'm very excited. So everyone knows, you might not, if you're new, you might not know. I love banshees. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Um, I like the idea that you can scream as much as you want. And I feel like a lot of people in this world can relate. But something I didn't know I also really loved until someone mentioned it. And I'm sorry, I, I, I don't remember who suggested. Um, I forgot how much I love gargoyles. So me and a friend, we went to this uh, immersive Notre Dame uh, exhibit at a museum here in uh, you know New Orleans, and they had a statue of a gargoyle, and it was awesome. Um, but I just forgot that I love gargoyles. Like, it's like I re-sparked a forgotten memory. Um, but we're going to talk about gargoyles today, and this comes from the Historic England blog. So, gargoyle is derived from the French gargoyle, meaning throat, usually taking the form of a twisted face or an animal hybrid. These ominous stone icons are referred to in Greek mythology as chimera, a character with the head of a lion and the body of a goat, with the long tail of a snake. In folklore, gargoyles are thought to ward off harmful spirits, their wide-open mouths symbolic of devouring giants. They were also thought to act as a reminder of the hell that awaited anyone who did not attend church. Uh, threats. <laughs> so gargoyles can also serve the very practical function of draining water from the roofs of churches and cathedrals to protect the stonework from erosion. When solely used for architectural adornment, they are known as grotesques. I love it. I love it. I want gargoyles. So there's even uh, comical gargoyles. Uh, there's one of just a butt. I think that's fun for everybody. So uh, where do gargoyles kind of come from and what's like their mythological thing? 
So according to mythos.fandom.com, despite their frightening appearance, gargoyles are guardians who are known to protect buildings from evil spirits and do not harm humans. Due to this, churches, which were considered holy places, often had these creatures on the roof to ward off the devil and demons. In modern fantasy, gargoyles are magical creatures that can come to life and can be found in a wide range of media, from literature to comics, films, television, video games, and tabletop games. These fantasy gargoyles are typically depicted as evil beings, uh, though depictions of good gargoyles exist as well. So, we have, I mean, for me, the most obvious example is um, Hunchback of um, Notre Dame. Uh, where we have the gargoyles who are like little helpers. And I also, and also this is not going to help anybody, but I read a book where gargoyles like moved like at the exact moment people weren't looking. And like, that was really fun. Um, let's see what else we can find on gargoyles. Okay. Mythicalcreaturesguide.com says gargoyles are often seen as ugly creatures who do nothing. But in reality, gargoyles ward off evil spirits and presence. Churches often had these creatures on the roof to ward off the devil and demons, like we said before. But somewhere along the line, gargoyles started to be seen as evil and were actually starting to be taken down. So gargoyles are guardians, protectors, and they do not harm anyone. Um... Gargoyles have been known to step in the light for someone strongly willing to see them and have been known to bond with anyone who truly believes they are good. A gargoyle is a creature that comes to life during the night and turns to stone during the day. They are often believed to be alive and can see through their stone uh, um, exterior. Those who truly have respect for such a creature tend to bow their head in respect and the creature will often return the respect. The gargoyle can be of any size, shape, some having beaks while some have hooves. There are many different types of gargoyles, but often are kind of feline looking ones with chains on their necks. While the chain means a few things, the most common one is control. To chain a beast is to control the beast. Gargoyles, while being enjoyed being bonded to someone, often do not like being controlled. They also will never harm anyone in any way for anyone. Gargoyles are often the best guardians and protectors because not much can harm them. Oh, I love it. This makes me so happy. Okay, witches, we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. So it is time for shout outs. I want to give a shout out to uh, Elaine, Elisa, Elaine, you bombastic, innocent banshee. Oh, cute. Rachel Brady, Rachel, you opulent, graceful sunset. Sherry Taylor, you kind, splendid windigo. And Bia Frias, Bia, you poetic, a glorious pixie. I think I might have to add gargoyles to this list. Anyways, uh, that's all I've got for you today. Uh, before we leave, we do have a card pull. Our card today is Yua from the Metaphysical Cannabis Oracle. If this appears, it is a sign to give yourself a large assortment of flowers. Nice. All right, witches. Do we have any housekeeping today? Let me take a look. Um... 
No, that's it. Oh, the Patreon Spring Book Club pick has been posted. So if you want to be a part of the book club, we typically uh, read the book and we have about four Skype meetings where we just talk about the book and it's a good time. It's a nice way to kind of, um, you know, read when sometimes it's our like goal, but we don't have time. It's nice to feel like you have some accountability. So uh, that is happening and that's it. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we've referenced today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. I had an abortion when I was 15 years old in my home state of Arizona in 1994. It was not a decision that I made lightly, but I have never for one moment doubted that it was the right decision for me. But so much has changed in Arizona and many other states since then. If I were that same 15-year-old in Arizona today legally, I would have to get parental consent. I would be forced to undergo a medically unnecessary ultrasound, go to a state-mandated in-person counseling session designed solely to shame me into changing my mind, and then take a state-mandated 24-hour time out to make sure I really know what I wanted. And finally, I would be forced to give the state a reason why. Well, here is mine. It is my body, not the state's. Women and their doctors are the ones that are in the best position to make informed decisions about what is best for them no one else. No bill that criminalizes abortion will stop anyone from making this incredibly painful decision. These bans will not stop abortion from happening, but they will drive women and girls and people into the shadows, which is what this has always been about, shaming and controlling women's bodies. In the week after I shared my story on my show, women were coming up to me in the street, in the supermarket, at my gym, with tears in their eyes, thanking me for my bravery. But the word brave didn't sit right with me. Why is it brave to speak to an experience that millions of people around the world throughout history have gone through? And then I realized it is considered brave because as women, we have been taught to feel shame about our bodies since birth. I am so sad that we have to sit here in front of a row of politicians and give deeply personal statements because the why doesn't matter, it should not matter. I am a human being that deserves autonomy in this country that calls itself free, and choices that a human being makes about their own bodies should not be legislated by strangers who can't possibly know or understand each individual circumstances or beliefs. I'm here today to help destigmatize a legitimate medical procedure and continue to encourage women not to allow themselves to be shamed for their choices. And finally, I am here today for my two little girls, Birdie and Cricket. 
My dream for them is that they will live in a world in which women are truly equal with complete control over their own reproductive health. That is the dream I hold for all people, regardless of their privilege or parents or what state they live in. That dream is slipping further and further from reality with every ban passed. I hope that you, our elected leaders, can help us reverse the tide. Thank you. I look forward to today's discussion.